Hello and namaste. I'm Peter Furco, and this is Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'm coming to you live from Helsinki, Finland, where I'm teaching in a yoga teacher training with Aino Siren and Mikaela Soldan. They are both Ishta yoga teachers who I previously had the pleasure to have as students. We're going to talk about the Ishta training and the yoga pop-up that Aino and Mikaela created in Helsinki this summer. If you're in Helsinki, check their pop-up studio schedule for classes. I'm teaching two meditation workshops in the pop-up as well. By the way, if you're planning to be in Berlin in August, I'm teaching a workshop there on August 7th. See the show notes for details, or look for me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here at the Helsinki Yoga Pop-Up, Ishta Yoga Pop-Up, with Aino and Mikaela. How's it going? Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, very nice. We just finished our morning session mm-hmm. and uh, getting ready to have a Sanskrit lecture this afternoon with nine students, mm-hmm. international students, many from Helsinki and beyond in Finland and a few from around the world. Yes. And um, we're going to talk about whatever we feel like for the next mm-hmm. uh, half hour or so while we eat our lunch. <laughs> and um, I wanted to just start by asking you what gave you the idea to do the pop-up. I've seen as I'm going through Helsinki, this word pop-up shows up from time to time in different places. Is this a Finnish thing, a Mm pop-up? I don't know if it's a Finnish thing. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think sometimes it takes a while before Finland gets all the new things, mm-hmm. <laughs> new fads. So then I think pop-up is something that popped up recently, like a couple of years ago. You know, people started renting spaces for only a certain period of time. And then, yeah, so it's a it's a common thing. But I don't know if it's only a Finnish thing or just like yeah. something. I mean, we that, certainly have pop-ups yeah. in New York yeah. for right, like exactly. selling clothing yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But it's usually more like a day or something. Right, right. yeah. So maybe here it's a more extended, like, summer pop-up mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks yeah. or something. It's an interesting business model because then you don't have to worry about a long-term exactly. commitment mm-hmm. yeah. to the overhead. Expensive. And in our case, in our scenario, neither of us live in Finland anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't lived there uh, here <laughs> yeah. for, for 17 years. And Mikaela is also living in New York for almost a year and a half now or so. So... Since we were planning the teacher training for this summer in Finland, Mikaela was like, well, what about a pop-up? And I thought that was a brilliant idea. Why not combine the two? And we're here already. And yeah. people are expecting us to teach classes. Yeah. So, so the pop-up is is classes and the training is the training. So training that's how training. you're thinking of it. So, exactly. Yeah. So the pop-up is a way to have a yoga studio in a temporary way. Mm-hmm. And once we're already renting a space for the for the training, then we can just extend it with an hour, you know, later, right. and then teach a class. So yeah, and yeah. really, we just thought we're just not busy enough, busy <laughs> enough as it is. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah. teach all day and then train all night. Yeah. Right. Or train all train day. Train all day and, and teach class all night. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Mikaela's 
also teaching classes elsewhere through mm-hmm. Helsinki. So. Yeah. And I know as well, the festival. Yeah, um, the, yeah. 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 festival. Okay. Yeah. And what is this festival? Magnesia Festival. It's, um, it's a new festival. Last summer was the first time, right? Yeah. It's a two-day festival. It's on this island called Lonna. And it's close by Lonna here. Sari. Lonna Sari. Yeah. <laughs> I learned one Finnish word. Yeah. Sari. Yeah. Island. Are you are you guys coming there? By I'm the way? planning to. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's a new festival and um, it's supposed to be beautiful. I mean, I've seen photos of it. I've heard about it from people. I haven't been there yet, mm-hmm. but um, this year Ishta Yoga is represented there. I'll be Fantastic. teaching one class there. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's being run by Kaisa. Kaisa. Who's taking the training and taking it as a bridge. Exactly. Some of the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Kaisa um, right? That's her last name, yeah. Kaisa um, and then a few others um, who are planning it. It's a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot going Amazing. on. Amazing. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine trying to manage a festival. It sounds I know. overwhelming. I know. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. But she does yoga, which we know yep. helps through many challenges. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what has been um, what has been going on in terms of your own relationship with the training and staying sane as you go through class, or you know, when you're teaching classes and you've already taught all day. Is yoga a part of what you're leaning on? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's at times a little challenging to be in Finland too, and there are many things um, that make it a little bit trickier. Um, but um, yoga, definitely, yes, my own practice. That's what I come back to, and mantra and. Mm-hmm meditating and yeah Yeah. or really reaffirming that right (laughs) yeah we were talking a little in the lecture yesterday which the topic of it i forget what it was it was about yoga Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but about um energetic circumstances uh karma i guess we said Mm -hmm. you know that you 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 have your karma or whatever it is the challenges that you're going to Mm -hmm. be dealing with and whatever the circumstances are that you find yourself in, the karma is going to be there. And sometimes we get this temptation to move somewhere else or to change something to get away from our challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's such a a fine line because obviously you don't want to do things that are bad for you or you don't, Mm -hmm. you want to make constructive change in your life. Mm -hmm. But there's certain things that fall into this realm of like a karmic challenge, Mm -hmm. something that presents itself over and over again, Mm -hmm. and you end up, wherever you go, that challenge is there. Like you find like you can't escape Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I remember Sarah said in class, uh, Sarah Finger, that you don't have to manipulate, you don't have to change anything, but you do have to inhabit Mm. your body to be present mm. so the whole idea of yoga being in the now being present right which at all in those moments is like the most challenging thing because right. all you want to do is like i'm out of Run. here <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll be back when this is more of the scenario what i want to be in yeah, you know yeah. feeling wise and yeah that, that yeah. if only this were to happen then i'd i'd be better yeah it's to leave something or to get something yeah yeah but this yeah. being in the now and inhabiting the moment is is um 
is in your body and also in like your living that your you tantra um, teaches that whatever you need is here like mm-hmm. the, the the thing is already here it's if it's something that you think is somewhere else that's just an illusion mm-hmm. that there is this other thing that you need that you've got what you need and, yeah. but you have to be willing to do that yeah yeah i was talking to one of our students yesterday about this notion of a of like darkness in psychology that there's like the uh, things that are good and then things that haunt us you know our our dark side or things like that shadow side or yeah and we were speaking a little bit from this perspective of karma and and tantra about you know the world is the world Mm -hmm. it's got duality of of poles there's there is a dark side and there is a light side but Mm -hmm. it's not like you're necessarily going to accomplish the light side and avoid the dark side Mm -hmm. that life is always going to have both of these things and you Mm -hmm. can't really control for it right like any moment something could come about Mm -hmm. that is bad or hard or difficult Mm -hmm. or your thing that keeps coming up Mm -hmm, and you just have to deal with it you have to find you have to find it in you 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 also have the power to deal with whatever is your karma right yeah it's so funny because um here i'm obviously busy since we have so much to do and even though i'm physically tired i feel very inspired because after you know going back to the basic teachings the foundations of yoga it's Mm -hmm. it's really inspiring to teach and i don't have to reinvent the wheel like i told you like i can just go back to like you know tadasana or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um you're talking about when you go to teach when i go to teach a class yeah yeah, like one of the pop-up classes but then again, yeah. I think are um, blaming New York for making me such a busy and stressed and whatever person. But I noticed that that is my tendency, like that is right. the pattern where I go, go back to like even even when I'm in Finland, which is laid back and it's easier. The commuting is not as you know harsh here as it is in New York, but still I'm I'm like finding myself overdoing my schedule or or you know booking too mm-hmm. much. So, so yeah, it's it's just something that is in me, and I even though I change the circumstance, like I come away from the hectic New York, but still, you know, I yeah. find myself doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and in yoga, how we talk about not really sides of us, or so I definitely have a New York I know, and then yeah. Finland I know is sort of like what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> who is this Aino because I was so young I was 19 when I yeah. moved away from here yeah. so in some sense I go back to that and it's quite interesting because I definitely mm. face some of those things right and like then now yes and then <laughs> now I do feel grateful because I have the yogic tools to deal with them but they're not any easier right, <laughs> you know right. in a way but right. yeah the yeah. challenges are still there still and sometimes there. it yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and some of what you're talking about is probably family stuff that happens when you come back to your home. And I know for me, it was a years long challenge to come to terms with, you know, my parents and how different I was from them and to let them be them, to be okay with they are them and they have their thing. And, And it was 
interesting we were speaking earlier about for forward bending practice in mm -hmm. asana today and about how there can be a tendency to like pull to yank to strain to try yeah. to get to this release of these big muscles that hold lots of tension often unconsciously and that often you get the release by not pulling and not trying yeah. and not stressing and that you give them the space and then they let go yeah and i found a similar thing in my parents especially my father that you know when i stopped worrying or stopped caring or i mean the yeah. caring is the wrong word but not yeah. being expectant mm -hmm. of something yeah, yeah. They got so much softer. Yeah. You know? yeah. They got so much and more interested in what I was doing. Right. All the things I always wanted them, them to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was That's a, so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And I, I find it so interesting, just like in forward bends that you just said, or really in any pose, it doesn't really matter. But in forward bends, it's typical that we're straining the shoulders and mm -hmm. all the muscles we really don't need to be yeah. using in that pose. Yeah, yeah. And rather, you would use the other areas a little more like abdominal. So it right. almost feels like... To create a structure. Yeah. Right. So in life, too, there are the areas where we are a little bit too rajasic, where mm -hmm. we could soften and come back a bit. And then the other areas actually need to activate a little right. bit more. So Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm to create the balance yeah but i love mm -hmm. that notion of um of trying i well that idea of not trying too much mm -hmm. that we tend to especially i think really in any bigger city but in new york we're always we're you know we're looking for the next thing we're really trying yeah. we're kind of leaning out constantly yeah. mm -hmm. and then sort of remembering and that's where yoga becomes helpful mm -hmm. we remind each other yeah. okay lean back come back make the journey back when you've kind of overextended yourself or drifted right. one yeah. direction or the other Okay, here it is. And I'm so excited that so many people in a place like New York are doing yoga. Yeah. They're discovering it. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, and I, I think they come first for whatever reason, yeah. like it's their friend did, or they mm -hmm. saw yep. something in a magazine, or yeah. they just heard, or they have some yeah. intuition that it's the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then people stay for a, a range of reasons, but more and more, especially in Ishta, where the practice is so comprehensive, they're staying for like this finding this sattva, this yeah. balance in their lives and finding peacefulness yeah like and, a deeper connection and they might first come there to, to really be interested in getting into these shapes or getting themselves into physical shape mm -hmm. but then it becomes the direction is pointed towards the sattvic place and that's so beautiful like yeah. that makes me excited like yeah. that's what Mikaela and I were also so close friends it's like we we could spend hours just talking about like mm -hmm. that passion of like finding the center and like mm -hmm. navigating our own lives you know right. coming out of it and okay now I'm here like what what is it again right, <laughs> you know right. so yeah I don't know that to me is the point of life anyways yeah, so, yeah. and you told me that your your own uh, practice started with dance and with um, circus and things like that mm -hmm. and did you have a similar background well uh, yeah I, I used to do gymnastics when I was like early in my early teenagers but then I stopped for a while and then um yeah, yeah. got into yoga later yeah yeah 
And you have a, a decent range of motion in, in all these poses. I know it's maybe you know, like atypically yeah. flexible and yeah. strong and whatnot, but you've had to change your practice over time, right? Or yeah, yeah. per se anymore. I, I mean, don't really use to, those words yeah. so much, but I, yeah. I, I speak more in terms of like range of motion. Like yes. when people yeah. look out from the outside at yoga, they go, oh, I want to be able to do that. Right. So yes. you have that yeah. range that lets you do a in lot certain of postures. Things. In right. certain things, yeah. yeah. And in certain, I would just not, I don't go there anymore because it really hurts in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, when I was in circus school, we had Russian trainers mm-hmm. come from Russia and stretch so that we cried, but literally cried. Yeah. We and were just we speaking all... this morning about an Ashtanga class where that happened. Yeah, just... yeah. I've gone to an Ashtanga class too where they kind of forced me into a position and didn't feel good yeah. at all. Um, Not to say anything bad about Ashtanga. No, we no. Love Ashtanga, but, no, completely, yeah. but it just happened to be the experience yeah, at yeah. that time. But, um, but yeah, so I tend to um, err on the safer side and also because when we are flexible or or we have um hyperextended joints we want to really reaffirm the yeah strength the strength the stability the foundation Mm -hmm. and it feels so good Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we talked about like strengthening the areas that are weaker like the forward bend like using the abdominals to get in there not with the things that are going there Mm -hmm. anyway you know I hope you're enjoying this edition of Peter's podcast. We'll be back to the interview in a second. I wanted to invite you to become a subscriber of this podcast. By that, I mean download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, but also support me on patreon.com. This is a cool artist funding source where you can subscribe for any amount you want. I have a special category of subscriber at a dollar. And you can do less than that or more than that, whatever makes you feel like it's the right valuing for this information and for the effort it takes to make this podcast. I hope you'll take a look. It's at www.patreon.com slash Peter's Podcast, all one word. Thanks a lot. Here is the rest of the interview. We've been talking a little bit about the physical practice, and we've been talking a little bit about some of the psychological or spiritual sides of things. But when when the three of us teach, we blend that stuff together Mm -hmm. in a class. And I think that um, a lot of teachers struggle with that a bit. Like, how do you find that way to talk about those things? I'd be curious to hear what you... To think about it, you've been teaching different amounts of time. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your, what is your approach? How do you think about it? Or like, do you go into class with something in mind in terms of what you're going to share? Well, I want to start. Yeah, yeah. I've been teaching the least time of us, so um, like um, maybe three years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four years, yeah, four years, 2017. Yeah, so in the beginning, I would like plan, of course, a sequence and then maybe a theme and like take, for example, a chakra and then talk about that. But then at some point when I gained a little bit more confidence where I kind of, when I kind of knew how to teach the sequence already, I didn't have to pay that much attention to that. Then I would let things flow a bit more. And then I, I discovered,
discovered that I can actually like just like receive something and then I need to you know share it with the people mm -hmm. and then that started happening more um, also what I find and still to this day I find useful is to um, tie the physical whatever components of the posture or the practice and then into the uh, spiritual or energetic components like we're talking okay. about the this forward bent thing like you know just um, what the physical actions are and then notice if there are the same tendencies in your life if you're always pushing like if, if that is something you do in a posture do you mm -hmm. do it outside in your life as well so then in that way it became a bit more um like it's it's easier to understand for myself as well and then maybe for someone who is like a beginner mm -hmm. or new to um spiritual or like philosophical concepts so mm -hmm. that's what i i did you grounded in, in something yeah. tangible yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. mikhaila um I love you said this one thing in class where we were in a yin pose mm -hmm. and then she said if it feels like your hands are holding on to these grocery bags or invisible, <laughs> invisible grocery bags just let them go yeah, <laughs> it was such a beautiful thing to say and it was so perfectly yeah that was like, Christmas time it was Christmas oh, time stressful yeah, yeah. yeah. So, then, so it's like those little things that mm -hmm. are like the most profound that you can really just relate to and Right. Yeah. Literally, mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much. It doesn't it take much. It just takes a uh, a small thing inserted into the class. Yeah, I'm very kapha vata. So, well, that's my constitution or prakriti in Ayurveda. Kapha and that's vata. a rare one. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't. I'm not Kapha very meaning more grounded and yeah. uh, stable, related to the earth, and vata meaning related to the wind and movement and air. Yes, exactly. And what I don't have a lot is pitta, uh -huh. <laughs> which fire. would be fire and determination, water, determination, structure. structure. So not very organized. So thankfully, I'm teamed up with Mikaela, <laughs> who is very organized. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, when I started at first teaching. I would not really plan any classes. I didn't have that structure, sort of. I would just go and teach. And I had a dance background, so the movement really came easy to me in a way. But then um, it actually went in that order that I then started to, a few years later, plan more, like what I was really going to do. There became the structure side of it a little bit more evident. I still do that here and there. And especially if I have, if I'm nervous at all, or if I have anything going on, or a lot going on in life at that moment, and I really want to make sure that I make a plan, I may not stick to that at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it makes me feel like I, I took a moment. You're safe. And it's, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm safe, and it's really almost the energy that I'm sending to it. Mm -hmm. um, I often, when I plan a class, I draw, I do other things, like it's not only... Sometimes it's just the written postures in an in an order. But if I if I, I often like to write it um, down in a paper, mm -hmm. it will have drawings and that will really describe the energy and that mostly actually helps me really mm. um, set the intention for the class and for once I feel that, it's like that image is so imprinted I can portray that out. Right. I don't have to put the words out what describes that because it will come out in that moment. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Sounds almost like choreography. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's the best way for mm -hmm. me to plan them. And and yeah, I think in the beginning I was a little bit nervous about some of the concepts 
of using Kriya techniques or even pranayama or talking about chakras, you know, there was this feeling of what will people think, you know, right. like I'm really out there. And that really dropped at some point. I, I just don't think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And if no one ever really <laughs> seems to um, mind it at all. But I do, we talked about that yesterday too, or the day before that I too tend to say if it resonates with you, because I myself prefer that way of like no one really pushing their yeah. belief systems or anything like that on yeah. me. So then I like to give that option. They don't have to listen to it necessarily right. if they don't right. want to. But. Right. And I also think that if, you own the material. Yeah. Like you're mm -hmm. describing like a coming to be comfortable with the material. Right. When you're the, when you are comfortable with the material and you just say it, you you're looking at your students. You're trying to figure out what will they understand, and mm -hmm. you say it in the way that you think they're going to understand. And mm -hmm. there's no there is no reason for them to doubt what you're saying. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like you're just presenting yeah. to them something that you're masterful in. Right. And why wouldn't they want to hear about yeah. it, you know? Right. And, um, and if you're sensitive to how they react to things, then it's like a conversation, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So then you're not beating them over the head with something or right. proselytizing. Yeah. You're just talking to them exactly in this language that you know more about than they do. Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. So you're yeah. sharing. Yeah, I, I love that word sensitive or being sensitive because it really is the way I think to learning too. And, and when we're not pushing things, but we're really kind of also listening mm -hmm. <laughs> as we're teaching, kind of listening. Okay, did they, did, does that seem, cause, because it shows when it's kind of registering. Right. It's, it mm -hmm. shows. Yeah, you can see yeah. it. You in can your see it. Yeah. yeah. And not only physically, but it kind of beams energetically yeah. from them. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, some people literally see something, yes. you know, like a yeah. listen or yeah. a color or something like that. Other people, they Completely. just have a, um, a intuition it. about yes. it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The yeah. things are, are working. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, I think for uh, aspiring yoga teachers, Kyla, what you said was really interesting that you, you know, set this groundwork by preparing the classes in the beginning mm -hmm. and then it felt like that wasn't so necessary. It was, I could right. let this flow yeah. or, mm -hmm. you know, I know you said the same thing. You prepare a class, but you don't necessarily follow it. Yeah. But this, this trusting of mm -hmm. one's intuition is something you gain over time through your own practice. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always feel that when students are practicing, when teachers are practicing their own yoga, mm -hmm. in addition to practicing teaching, mm -hmm. that's when it really comes together. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, like you said, when you own the material, when you own the practice in a way, like, of course, you might not do all the poses, someone else does or whatever it is. But yeah, but once you have like a solid practice and mm -hmm. once you have mm -hmm. all of that comes from like, I don't know, in Finnish, we say from your spinal cord, like it comes yeah. from there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. 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 In Ishta we say. Like the energetic yeah. uh, corollary to the spinal column. Yeah. 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 So then we have it coming from the inside out. Yeah. 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 And you have to tap in in order to get that. 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's one of the interesting things about um, one component of the training that we're doing right now is this bridge mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Because at ISHTA, before anyone does an advanced training, we, we want them to n- know the basics of ISHTA that seem to be different from what the broad majority of trainings are doing because there's a lot of trainings that are just focused on a physical piece mm-hmm. of practice they're just teaching asana class yeah and so we have a handful of bridge students here what has been your response from them have you heard anything back any feedback yeah, they're uh, so excited and um a few of them expressed being very sad when they have to leave the, <laughs> the day they're like since oh. they're only coming to a particular particular session, session some mm-hmm. lectures um so then they're leaving and they're like it's hard Already? to get them out yeah. <laughs> yeah. they would like to linger yeah. and yeah. stay so yeah they've been loving it yeah. yeah and all of them they want to come to pop-up classes to learn more about Ishtan yeah and mm-hmm. how the classes are actually structured. formed yeah. or structured yeah yeah um, yeah, definitely. Other well, the timing of this is a, is making it possible to do a little bit of a pitch too. So why don't you tell us when the pop up classes are, so anyone listening <laughs> to this could oh could yeah come. sure yeah we have 10 classes a week so every day we have a class or even two some days um we have monday evening class tuesday mm-hmm. evening class uh then wednesdays we have a morning class and an evening class thursday evening class friday lunch class saturday morning class mm-hmm. Sunday morning class and an evening, evening class. class. So check out. We did a website ishtayoga.fi. So with Finland yeah. ending. So yeah, the schedule and is yoga there. is spelled. It's this the same one is wild. Yeah. This is hmm. yeah, in, in English. Okay. Yeah. And if you're listening in Finnish, it's called. You have a different Finnish website. No, that's the same. Page. Yeah, there. Hmm. Yeah, that's in Finnish. There's a little part in English. I yeah, okay. some of it is yeah. translated. Yeah, so the information is also in English. The language, the official language of the classes, is Finnish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're very flexible. Right. Yeah, right. It's impossible to stick to only one, so we decided to use both. Yeah, <laughs> and it's from um, from working with the students who are Finnish here too. It seems like not everything is easy to say in Finnish that you would say naturally in English from teaching in New York. Exactly. Even just saying inhale and exhale (laughs) is too long to fit. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. You can do it. I'm so grateful that I I actually have a Finnish yoga class in New York Mm. that has been going on now for like seven, eight years. Mm. So that I have to once a week teach in Finnish, you know, so it keeps at least, you know, this basic (laughs) way of teaching in Finnish going Mm -hmm. um yeah but I ask for mercy because my Finnish (laughs) is not so perfect Uh at times and it's a little funny but I I kind of I just let it be that yeah I I just let it be this how she says for example from downward facing dog when you walk the feet forward she has like this specific way of saying (laughs) walk the feet forward um, and then once I taught the class for her and I said, walk the feet forward in a regular way. And they were like, no, 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 no. Do the Aina version. And I'm like, which one is that? And then they say the word and I'm like, okay, all right. I'm trying to remember because they really love it. Like they, they Cause it's a very it funny, way. I just yeah, came up, I don't know where it came yeah. from, but it's a funny it's way. like strolling. Like yeah. Like taking a little stroll forward. Stroll forward. Yeah, yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But then they, yeah. Uh, That's because I know copies my 
jolly method of teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm joking. Completely intentional. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Yeah, it's lovely to uh, to have taught you both and to Aww. to see what fabulous teachers you've become. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, also, the pop-up is hosting me for two meditation workshops on two Fridays. Yeah, that's right. Which dates I can't remember because, like, I know I'm too vata to remember. Yeah, so you dates. have the Pitta friend August yeah. 4th <laughs> uh, on Friday. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And then August 11th, that's a Friday as well. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm going to not teach in Finglish but in English and talk about meditation and how to have a how to cultivate a home practice so that you yeah. can keep going with it and do a whole practice. So yeah. there's a little talk about how meditation fits into yoga and how yoga fits into life. Yeah, I think that's... Sort of like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. During lunch break. Right. <laughs> Just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I find that... Um, I think that would be so will be so helpful because I think we often get so busy with life that then it becomes so, um, you know, difficult to fit everything in, Where whereas we just need to remember the priorities that, right. you know, what is the most important thing. Yeah. Great. No. Well, lunch has been very important, so I'm glad we were able to fit that in, and mm-hmm. I apologize if my chomping on my sandwich sounded weird in people's headphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And um, we'll talk again. Yes, All for right. sure. Namaste. Namaste. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash peterspodcast. There's a link in the show notes, or you can look it up online. Look forward to talking with you again. Take care.